Good morning, LinkedIn community, energy community, and more. Welcome to this week's episode of Coffee with Jim and James. All right, a quick little story. This is how I interact with industry icons. Picture this. 2018, Washington, D.C., World Gas. We just set up the Energy WorldNet booth. We're, you know, get it all set up. And what do I do? I do what I do best, go see friends. So I start to walk through the acres and acres. And like a beacon, like a Mecca, the North Star, what do I see? Heath Consultants booth. I'm like, there's friends. So I go over there and what's in the middle of the booth but a Jeep. Now, this. Jimmy, I was walking with you. I remember the story exactly. Then do you remember me going through the booth with armed with business cards? And I think it was Gerald Sims. Somebody else stopped me and said, sir, sir, that's Mr. Paul's Jeep. You can't mess with that. And I think Gerald walked up and said, it's just Jimmy. There's no stopping him. Let him go. You know, so, but my question is, Paul, don't answer it now. We'll get it to it in a second. I want to know, as you're traveling down the Galveston coast, taking the ferry over to Port Bolivar, unloading the Jeep for the day in the, in the beach in the sun, are you still finding business cards? Now, hold on. We'll get to that one in a second. Let me bring James, let me bring James in. Our co-host, my brother, I couldn't do this without him, Mr. James Cross. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Jimmy. You might notice that my background has changed. This is not a virtual background. Yeah. I can I like touch that. it. I'm in the office today for a very awesome reason. And Jimmy, I know your, your heart is breaking for not being able to be there for. Um, today is actually the day we hand out Thanksgiving turkeys and hams to our employees. And so, um, you know, we have to do it a little bit differently this year. So, um, hence the, hence the, you know, we got the new swag on for anybody who had maybe, uh, but we all got together, leadership got together. And we did kind of a drive through where we could be socially distant and still respect everything. But uh, being able to get to see everybody, man, it was just the same, right? So uh, it was an awesome day. Super excited to uh, be on here with Paul today. Paul, man, welcome to the show. Are, are you terrified? No, it's great to be here. Always good, Jim and James. Boy. Uh, and, and Paul, the, the question still stands. Are you still finding business cards? Hey, I think he left a little part out of that story. There was more than business cards. He, 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 there was T-shirts in there. Uh, Energy World Net T-shirts. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I don't know, he found every crack and crevice inside that Jeep to stick a Energy okay. World Net T-shirt and business card in there. So, but he didn't put my size in there, so so my wife wears them around the house and stuff. So uh, that shirt. I still ever. find I still find the t-shirts the uh, that he left the dozen. Oh. So. Only me. Only yeah. I would do that. Only Jim. So yeah. Only Jim. What no, a fun! That that seems like a lifetime ago now. When we think back to World Gas, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was a million years ago yesterday. Well, Paul, we're glad you're on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. I know uh, you and Jim have, have known each other for a long time. You and I, you know, not we've met a couple of times here and there in the industry, world gas. Um, but um, glad, glad you're here. Excited to uh, get to talk to you today. That's great. It's an honor, honor to be on. Well, it's, it's great to have you. And and I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, Paul and I have known each other for 10 years. Then I'm like, wait a minute, it goes back to the center point minute gas days. And I'm like, and I started doing the math and I'm like, uh, we surpass 
10 years a long time ago. But uh, I was in grade school then. Oh. Uh, listen, take it easy over there, youngins. But anyways, Paul, why don't you, you, you've been in the industry, we'll just say for decades. So could you give our audience a little uh, insight into your history, when you began, what you've been doing, how long you've been at it, those uh, fun things. So Yeah, well, it's actually this year, uh, I celebrated in June, um, my 40th, actually 40th wow. year. Started in 1980 and, and with the same company on top of that, which is, uh, you know, I, I hire people today. We bring people in, you know, that have, you know, got 10, 15, 20 years experience and they've had three or four jobs, you know. And so people look and they said, my God, you've been with the same company for 40 years. I said, actually, I have. I said, uh, been a been a great ride, you know, family owned company, third generation, you know, uh, worked for the father. I didn't know the grandfather, um, but uh, he had passed away shortly after I started with the company. But knew the father extremely well. In fact, I always called Milton Heath Jr. my uh, business father. I had my father father and then my business father. Um, so I had a lot of respect for him. He taught me, uh, certainly taught me how to work a trade show floor, you know, and how to do it right. And uh, now his daughter runs the company. And, you know, I knew her when she was, you know, a young girl going through, through college, you know, in her teens. Um, wow. And then, uh, her, her brother, also involved in the company, you know, works, works. And so it's been a, been a fantastic ride for, uh, for 40 years. I just can't believe it. But, uh, Paul, I, I just told somebody the other day, I, I don't have a great story like that where I got 40 years in, but I swear I got here as fast as I could. Yeah. yeah. To this Not industry. To, that's why it doesn't seem like 40 years because it's always changing. I've always traveled, traveled the country, traveled the world different gas companies, different people, different vendors. And so every day is, is something different, you know? And so it wasn't kind of like going to the same office job every day. And it was just, you know, it's been, been remarkable. It's been, uh, been lots of fun. So enjoy every day of it. So. Let me just ask a quick question. Your current titles, because there's um, chief marketing officer, is that correct? Or marketing officer, correct. Okay. Yeah. And senior executive Vice president. vice president, chief marketing officer. That's usually the last title you get before they retire you. So, so that. <laughs> Getting close. Yeah. Getting close. Good thing nobody retires in our industry, though. They just yeah, that's a thing. Right? As long as you know people and as long as you bring sales in the door, I said they, they won't let you. When you when you stop selling and you stop knowing people, then uh, you know you yeah. time to throw you out the pasture. So. Hey, that's when we become consultants, right? Yeah, well, you can always do that. <laughs> well, Paul, Heath and EWN both, you know, we're very active in associations just across the industry. I think thought leadership and being involved in committee, I sit on committees with, with folks from Heath all over. Um, it's, it's vital to what we do and a big topic going on right now in the industry, and you, you guys know it as well as we do, is really been kind of that low carbon, non-fossil fuel environment, you know, that, that transition or whatever. What are your thoughts on that topic, Paul? That's interesting you ask that, James. You know, I just, I've been sitting the last three days on a GTI CH4 um, conference uh, that's been run. It just ended today, actually, about uh, 10, 15 minutes ago, but it was, you know, a couple hundred people virtual. Uh, normally meets, you know, up in Fort Collins, Colorado in person, but like everything else this year, you know, all the other associations, the AGAs, the MEAs, uh, you know, have all gone virtual. And, um, but 
most of the topic was on that that very subject matter was on you know this uh, becoming uh, you know a net zero uh, in 2050 and you know how are you going to get there and obviously the fossil fuel industry's been under attack you know by a lot of the environmentalists and stuff out there that you know saying that you know obviously methane is bad you know when methane leaks and its raw state unburned you know the depletion of the ozone and greenhouse gas and climate change and and so there was a lot of discussion on that you know all the new technologies that are coming out you know and how you know gas leaks are found you know on the ground in conventional ways and now there's launching satellites in the sky to find leaks from uh, from miles up in the sky and so all that was discussed uh, Oh, hydrogen blending. And so it's just, uh, you know, there was, you know, industry on there, regulators, vendors, um, you know, ex-governors were on there as well. And so it's just, uh, it's an exciting time. It's different, you know, and, and you know, but it's, it's an education thing. I think it's where everyone in the industry has got to get out and talk the story and talk, you know, their side of it and, and how, you know, even the natural gas industry is still a good thing. It's still, you know, better than burning coal and some other things that are out there. And so, but it's, uh, it's different and there's going to be a lot of changes, you know, over the next, uh, you know, 20, 30 years for sure. Yeah, there, there seems to be a lot of people taking more, you know, I think the, the shock of it all, maybe from 10 years ago, five years ago, when, you know, this conversation kind of kicked off more and more, now I think people are kind of getting more into a proactive stance of, okay, how do we become a part of the solution, right? Like, how do we, because we're not going away, right? I mean, we know that. We know what what drives what, and but how do we become part of the conversation? And that's what I love about it, is like you said, seeing those groups come together that can really hash out the world's problems on the everyday. How are we going to hash out this even bigger problem? Or, or opportunity, right? Just to spread the good word. I mean, natural gas has has a has a has a good word to put out there, and it's it's education and it's informing customers. Um, you know that natural gas is safe, it's clean. You know, it's a it's an efficient um, energy source, and um, it's not going away anytime soon. But obviously, you're going to have to look at alternative sources and renewables and renewable natural gas and hydrogen and all these other things. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of assets out there. I mean, billions of dollars of assets in the ground that, you know, just aren't going to, you know, uh, give up overnight. You know, it's going to, it's going to be a while um, to replace, you know, what's there and the entire industry that we're in. But it took 150 years to build the industry that we're at right now. And I think you're absolutely right. Education, because a lot of uh, the consumers just think of natural gas maybe for the water heater or for the furnace or something like that. But when you start to look at the industrial aspect, it is critical to the industrial key. Yeah. And I, yeah, just the feedstocks. I mean, look what you use in your everyday life. It's generated from oil and natural gas. I mean, the, oh, yeah. uh, the plastics and the, the fabrics and you know everything that, that we're sitting on and using is yeah. oil and gas. You know, and say, yeah. where's all that going to come from? You know, yeah. Where's your Tupperware and, and all your other things that you use every day in your phone? You know, um, it's 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 fossil fuels. It's, it's oil yeah. and gas derivatives. So, yeah, it, it's uh, it is incredible with that. Let me let me switch gears a little bit. I want to dive into a little bit more into Heath. You guys have been around for a few years and are instrumental into the natural gas world. Uh, providing essential services as well as a manufacturer. Um, this year has given us a few different uh, curveballs with COVID. 
How has that affected you all at Heath? You know, again, when I say essential services, you guys are on the front line walking through yards, doing leak detection and such like that. Um, what's, what's... No, that's, a good, that's a good question, Jim. I mean, obviously, you know, our, our services, our field services of underground locating and meter reading and leak detection are, are essential, you know, and so they're all uh, essential services. And so, you know, we've continued, you know, when this took place the end of February, early March, I mean, we've continued, you know, to, to be out there, boots on the ground working every day. I and mean, we've, we've changed the way we've done the business. You know, we, a lot of home-based reporting now where, you know, they leave directly from home. They don't go into a project office. They don't go into the utility client's office. Um, they pick up their work, you know, electronically. They go out and do their work and then, you know, then come back. So we've, you know, and obviously the PPE and everything, you know, to make sure that, you know, there's no spread of the, the virus and stuff. But, um, you know, from a leak survey standpoint, we don't go inside homes. Um, as most, there's been waivers, regulatory waivers in a lot of states that we work in, and we work across the whole U.S. And so we, um, you know, don't go inside structures to check meters. We'll go right up to the building, to the service line, and then, you know, a lot of the indoor meter inspections will get scheduled at a later date. Um, they're still going to stay in compliance, you know, with a lot of the state regulators. Um, on our manufacturing side, you know, that's here in Houston and that's essential also. So we've continued there. I mean, a lot of our corporate people are accounting HR, things of that sort of, you know, work remotely um, without any issues, but our manufacturing is kind of hard to build equipment, you know, at your house. And so they've come in, we've looked at different things, ship work and stuff so that we don't have the entire population. So that if, if, if in fact we do get you know, a, a, a COVID infection, you know, we can limit it from infecting everybody. And so we've been extremely lucky there. I mean, we've done a lot of due diligence and stuff to prevent things from happening, but, you know, we haven't really missed a beat at all. And so we've, we've continued. And so it's, it's been, um, it's been good. You'll see a truck go by. Yeah. Uh, right on. I'm right on so. airport here. And normally there's Southwest airline planes going by all day long. And you, you'll notice since we've been on, you haven't seen one. And so that's the downside of, of the COVID is, is airline travel and they're stacked up there. They just don't fly. You rarely yeah. see them. So it's uh, that part's the, the, the depressing part. So aren't, aren't you one of the few businesses that's actually on the airport property there? When uh, I was there? There's yeah. not many. Technically, I mean, there's there's supposed to be an airport expansion here at Hobby. You know, they opened up an international terminal, and so they, you know, we're kind of waiting. At one time, they wanted to buy our facility, but you know, with business interruption, we didn't want to move. And so, you know, who knows uh, what might happen? And now with the COVID, with the downturn, it's it's a it's a seat count on how many passengers pass through. You know, trickles when they do an airport expansion. But when that happens, someday we'll probably we're probably sitting on the runway right now. So uh, so there will be the day. Yeah, probably won't be here. But. Absolutely. Yeah, I just I just have one quick follow up, quick, and because it's stuck in my head, with the changes you talked about that you've adapted during COVID, do you anticipate those becoming permanent? You know, way of doing business going forward, or do you think you're going to revert back to the old way of doing business? It's just uh, we, that's that's good, and we've actually learned a lot of things. We've learned some are are good, some are not so good. But one thing we did learn is you know, as a company, we probably had too many face-to-face -face meetings. So mm -hmm. I think you need face-to-face -face meetings. I mean, you cannot eliminate those altogether. I mean, there's something about camaraderie and 
you know, going out to dinner together after meetings and going having a couple cocktails. And, you know, there's there's something to be said for all of that. But I think we've learned, too, that maybe we did it too much. And, you know, do you need to bring people, you know, to the corporate office for meetings, you know, on a and so, yeah, we can cover a lot of it virtually. We're not going to cut out face to face meetings. I just don't think we need as many of them. Um, and then we've learned out in the field that, you know, we can. Today, you know, with, with smartphones and tablets and, you know, you can, and, you know, a lot of our software now, you know, runs and we're not real as much paper as we used to be years ago. We're pushing maps and paper and all that around. Everything's electronic. And so we don't necessarily have to come into an office to pick up maps. I mean, we can come in, you know, we can receive all that work electronically and, and go right to the field. And there's savings there without sitting in the office, you know, drinking coffee and eating a few donuts before you get out in the field and work, you know? And so, you know, so we've learned some things um, that, uh, and, and, you know, and, the, and people have brought in some good ideas and suggestions, you know, our field people. And so um, they've been, been fantastic and it's, uh, you know, really helped. Uh, been a, you know, an interesting year for sure. <laughs> Just to say the least. Well, James, we, we can't hear you. There you yeah, go. Yeah, y'all haven't seen it. I've been over here working magic, technology magic, to make my AirPods work. They just, all of a sudden, I won't hear anyone talk. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I hope that it's not my turn to talk. <laughs> You're so, back. Yeah, You're back. I go, whoa. And then I silently come over here and fix something. And then I'm back on. So, I like it. I was really scrambling over here. I just looked really calm. Um, Paul, one thing we, we've been asking all of our guests, and um, I'm, I'm anxious to hear your answer, and I hope it's not just yes or no, but um, so I'm going to add a descriptor to the end of it, but after 40 years of it, I can't wait to hear it. But uh, my question to you, sir, is do you love what you do, and if so, why? And if not, why? No, I mean, the, the reason I'm still in the business, the reason I'm still, you know, with the company is I love the industry. I mean, it's just fantastic people. You know, I always get upset, you know, when I hear, you know, unfortunately, you know, I mean, there are some incidents we have here and there, fires, a few explosions that make front page news. And, you know, it, it really upsets me when I hear, you know, people get on there taking about how utilities don't care about safety and all they care about is bottom line and all. And that's just so ridiculous. Um, I've never been in an industry, the natural gas industry, that that thinks more about safety in every single thing they do every day, you know, and how passionate people are, um, you know, for safety, you know, um, whether it's a leak, whether it's a vehicle on the road, whether it's um, I mean, uh, anything. And so, you know, that the people in this industry are, are phenomenal. I mean, you know, whether it's a utility, whether it's a municipality, Vester owned, whether it's an associate member, vendor manufacturer, whatever. I mean, we're all in this together, you know, and everyone understands their, their place in the industry and how each of what everyone does, you know, benefits the industry as a whole. And, um, you know, that part's what, what, what keeps me. And the, the fact of the company, I mean, we've been lucky as Heath being the third generation family in today's business. And, you know, I mean, a lot of companies have been bought and sold, acquired by private equity firms and things of that sort. And, the, and I mean, I feel extremely lucky that, that I've worked for the same ownership for those 40 years. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, part of it is your employer has to care about its employees and, and which they've always done and vice versa. And, you know, it's a two-way street, you know, employees, you know, have to, you know, do what they need to do for the employer and the employer has to respect for, you know, on the same way. And so, uh, 
it's it's a win-win both ways and and it's been a fantastic ride and not ready to go yet i'm uh still excited you know healthy things are going love the people love the industry and uh you know not going anywhere soon so good because we love you yeah we do platonically of course but we love you that's right jim so but it'd be good to get back to, to trade shows and stuff. You know, it's just uh, yeah. been a, 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 you know, a crazy industry with just, you know, all the, the changes and everything. And so it's just, it's, um, you know, it's been a, an interesting year. Yep. Hopefully this is over uh, here shortly and we can get back to, to normal again, at least, you know, and go back to trade shows and seeing people face to face and yep. having a few drinks and seeing people in elevators coming down from the rooms and, you know, hospitality suites and just, you know, back to, back to normal. So. A lot of business and relationships and networking are done, you know? Yeah. Yep. I never thought I would yeah. miss those. I never thought I would miss those tiny little beers at the embassy suites and the little, you know, the, the checks mix that we got for free at dinner. Right. Yeah. Makes you appreciate, you know, so. Yeah, I think everybody's ready. Virtual, I mean, it's 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 good. I mean, it's fun. People are learning how to do things better, but I think, you know, people are also getting tired of it too. You know, it's just, um, you know, these trade shows now that they carry on for weeks at a time virtually. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's, uh, it's brutal. Yeah, it's a little, to, to little bit pain. different. Paul, I don't, I mean, I don't know how much you've watched of our show, but the funny part about our show is we honestly, we created it so Jim had something to do because he wasn't going to be traveling, you know? Like, it, we sat there and said, what on earth are you going to do with your time, Jim? You're going to go crazy. You're going to run off into that ocean. Yeah. And so... I, um, I, wanted, I wanted to see Jim walk by in his, by the pool I'd seen with his blazer and his Bermuda shorts on and, a, and bare feet, you know? So the, yep. He saves that for I'll Snapchat. The environment there. Hey, blazer and shirt on the top, you know, uh, Bermuda shorts and bare feet on the bottom. That's yeah. a floor of the life. That's the one thing, virtual. Yep. Oh, you've been an uh, awesome guest. Yeah. I, I mean, I, Jim will lead us out, but Paul, you've been awesome. Um, you guys are fantastic partners in the industry. You know, I sit beside several people on committees and boards from, from Heath and again, um, the things y'all you guys do, um, y'all are a special breed for sure. Yeah, now we love that. You know, we think that that represents trade shows and you know the AGAs, the SGAs, the WEIs, all those. I sit on the IGU now, the international, which is the one above the AGA yep. for the world. And you know that it, you, you know, I always tell people a lot of younger people, you know, get in the industry, come to trade shows, and they say, I sat at my booth, you know, for three days, I never saw any customers. I said, well, if you think that. You're going to sit at your booth and you think that every customer is going to come by and see you. It's not going to happen. I said, you need to get out and engage yourself. You need to get on some committees. You need to, Absolutely. you know, go out to the functions, go to the, the uh, hospitalities and, and get out and meet people. I said, you know, you'll meet people, you know, in the bathroom, you know, you'll meet them on the elevator. You know, I mean, you might see the president. I just saw a plane. I just saw a plane, Paul. Hey, hey, the economy's picking up. So we're, we're moving. Right but before I our eyes. You, you got to engage yourself. You got to get out and meet people and there's opportunities to do it. Just don't think sitting at your booth all day long, you know, that you're going to see everybody. I, I tell Jimmy all the time, you can sit around and wait for your invite to the party or you can go out there and host your own party. So, Jim doesn't uh, wait for an invite. He just shows up anyway. So he doesn't I do. 
<laughs> I do. Uh, to say that I immerse myself would be an understatement. But you know, it, it's our it's our family. You know, our industry family. And um, you know, and uh, you know, I, I can't say enough about it. I gotta, you know, on behalf of James, I thank you so much, Paul, for joining us today. You're a longtime friend, um, industry advocate, everything. For all of our audience today, please connect with Paul. He is just the salt of the earth, a great person, wants the best for our industry, um, wealth of knowledge. Follow Heath, you know, do that. Follow James and I uh, on the Coffee with Jim and James site too. Follow Energy World Net, uh, James and the new swag. Um, until next time on Coffee with Jim and James, on behalf of James, Paul, and myself, we wish you all a great week. Please, everyone, stay safe. Um, and again, until next time, take care, and God bless you, and God bless our industry. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Enjoyed it. Everybody be safe. Thanks, Paul. Absolutely. Okay.